Thank you for joining us today. As Associate Pastor Paul shares the Word of God, our prayer is that your life will be touched by the Spirit of Almighty God and constant, powerful truths that can be applied to your everyday life. Let's join Associate Pastor Paul with today's message. Well, I want to welcome you to part three and the final part in a series that I have been doing called Growth Pains. And um, I, man, I'll tell you, I have, I hope y'all have enjoyed it because I've certainly enjoyed it, uh, really enjoyed. And I've had a lot of good feedback from a lot of people. So I, I definitely appreciate the encouragement. But, you know, God is our heavenly father. And like all good fathers, fathers want their children to grow up. Amen. Can I get an amen from some of the dads in the house tonight? We want them to grow up, and we want them to grow up to be strong and healthy and full of joy and vision and purpose and, and all the good things that God um, has for us as his kids. That's what God wants to take place in our lives. In the last two sessions, we were in Isaiah chapter 54, and we talked about a vision that God gave the prophet Isaiah about the people of Israel. And he began to go through this discourse here, and I'm going to um, just kind of preface it. He, he said, enlarge your tents, stretch out your cords, lengthen and enlarge your life. And so what we used was, was kind of this verse in the last two sessions that we had to really go over and talk about the process of growth that God has us in. But I want to make sure that we all understand tonight as we enter into this last session that growth is a process. It's so important that we all understand that growth is a process. And the fact is, slow, steady, consistent growth is the best kind of growth. That's a healthy kind of growth. A growth that is too fast um, is, is not a healthy kind of growth. So God is, is in the process of growing us, but the process of growth can have moments of disappointment. It really can. Delays can try to convince you that nothing's going to happen in your life, that you're not going to reach the destinations that you have in your heart to reach, frustrations that you're not growing fast enough. You, you see other people that you feel like they're passing you up. Uh, they may be in the same age of life that you are, but you feel like they're moving faster, they're further down the way, and, and that can keep you from continuing to do what's right. Just keep doing what's right. I want everybody to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 30. And I'm going to look at a story tonight um, taken from David's life. It's a very interesting story. David and his men had been out fighting in war, and they actually got to go home from participating in a war. The Philistines were uh, suspicious that they might uh, turn on them. And so David and his men were sent back to rest. And in 1 Samuel... Chapter 30, it says, Three days later, when David and his men arrived home at their town of Ziglag, they found that the Amalekites had made a raid into the Negev and Ziglag. They had crushed Ziglag and burned it to the ground. They had carried off their women 
and children and everyone else, but without killing anyone. When David and his men saw the ruins and they realized what had happened to their families, they wept until they could weep no more. David's two wives, Ananom from Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal from Carmel, were among those captured. David was now in great danger because all of his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters, and they began to talk about stoning David. But I want you to notice these last few words. But David found strength in the Lord his God. A very unusual situation has taken place here in the midst of God anointing David to be king, appointing David to rule, David beginning to move forward into that calling, a terrible setback takes place that really is an overwhelming setback for David and all of his men. As a matter of fact, it says they wept until they could weep no more. But I love what the Scripture says about David, and I think this really speaks of the depth of David as a man of God and the character of David in this situation because it's so important how you respond to setbacks. And it says that David found strength in the Lord his God. See, in the midst of an overwhelming moment, an overwhelming setback, David found strength to move forward. How? By remembering God's promises. By remembering what God said to him. Can I have an amen? By remember that God laid his hands on him, that God called him, that God appointed him, that God sent him. By remembering past battles. By remembering the lion, the bear. By remembering all the obstacles that David had faced, the things that he had overcome, moments that God had freed him from the snare of the enemy, David found strength by looking to God. See, the way that David overcame is because he knew that God was with him. In church tonight, I want to encourage you in whatever phase of growth that you are in in your life and whatever you are facing at this moment in your life, you have to encourage yourself in the Lord. You have to encourage yourself in the Lord. See, it's good for people to encourage us, and we all need that encouragement from other people, and I exhort you to encourage other people. But I'll tell you, we all have to come to a place in the evolution of our growth as men and women of God that we're able to encourage ourselves in the Lord, that we can get a hold of what God has for us in the face of battle. See, this was a part of the process. This was all a part of the process of God developing David into the king that he was wanting him to be. And I want to encourage you tonight in your journey of growth. Keep your eyes on the Lord at all times. In the good times and in the tough times. I think a real sign of maturity is when we get in difficult moments, tough places, experience setbacks and difficulties, I think a real signification of our growth is how we respond in that moment. You know, I watch so many people, they encounter the difficult moments of life and they become very angry and 
upset. They begin to complain and get mad. They turn their back on the Lord. And they lose all the progress that they've made through the process of growth that God is taking them through. But see, this is a part of the process for David. You've got to keep your eyes on the Lord in tough times. See, when life throws you a curve, when you don't understand what's happening, when it seems to be taking longer than you thought it should, it's in those moments that you've got to keep your eyes on the Lord. You've got to remind yourself it's all a part of the process of growth. Don't allow yourself to fall into a trap of self-pity. We're incredibly well equipped to put on a pity party. Now, I don't know if y'all know what I'm talking about, but I have thrown some fabulous pity parties for myself. (laughs) And, you know, it's really funny. There's not very many people really like to come to pity parties. You're usually one of the few participants in the party that you're throwing for yourself. And when the party's all said and done, you really don't feel all that great about it. Pity parties are just not something that mature people do. No, mature people, people who understand they're in a process of growth, they trust the Lord and they trust Him at all time. Where you are right now is temporary. You have to remind yourself, you guys that are in TC, where you are right now, it's temporary. God is growing you. God is moving you forward. You have to always keep that in your mind. The right opportunity's coming. The right people are coming. The right individual is on the way. The dream that God gave you is still alive. See, it's all part of the process of God growing you in your life. You gotta keep that in your mind as God is preparing you. I think about the early years of Christian Ministries Church. I can go back 20 years and remember being on staff and you know at that time our staff wasn't nearly as big as it is now you know we have some 30 people on staff now in our ministry and at that time I mean basically it was Tim and Terry and me and my wife and boy things were so different way back then we didn't have these big facilities like we have now we didn't have all of this large campus like we have now I remember where we have our church, used to have our church services, we're over where our fellowship hall is, where our CMA students meet in the mornings and where they have lunch. And there were no rock columns all dressing everything up. There were no dropped-in ceilings and finished floors and nice chairs. No, our chairs were orange and yellow. We had no ceiling. We had pigtail lighting that came down. We had a big purple curtain on the backstage where the waterfall is now. I mean, it was really a very different place. Nothing was paved, nothing was nice, everything was really, really rough. And I remember having dreams when I was running the internship at that time, Applied Life Leaders Academy, I remember having dreams of having dorms that were really nice for our interns. Dorms that didn't have skunks and raccoons and possums falling through the ceilings because we had that on a regular occurrence. Dorms that didn't flood every time it rains or pipes would burst on us all the time. Dorms that had air conditioning and heating that was central. If you wanted air conditioning back in those days, you raised the window. If you wanted heating, you closed it. That's the way it worked. So things were much different. I remember Tim and I talking about <clears throat> 
having dreams of having a nice sanctuary to have church. But for 10 years, we set up chairs. We set them up, we tore them down. We set up stages in our gym and we tore them down. We set up altars and we tore them down. We did this year after year after year. And as I look back now, I can see that all of that was part of a growth process that God had the leadership of this ministry in. See, once we passed those tests, once we proved that we, what we were made of, God began to accelerate our growth and move us forward. And see, that's the way it works in life, church. God begins to see if you are going to be faithful. God begins to establish some qualities inside your life that go deep so that during that process, God knows that you can be trusted with the greater things that he's about to bring into your life. Now we're in a time of accelerated growth. It's been amazing to see what God's done these last five years. For those of you who have been here on this ride with us for the last 10 or 15 years, it's really amazing. Well, well, it's just flabbergasting to see what God has done. It's unbelievable. So in your own life, don't get discouraged that you're behind. Don't worry. Your time is coming. You're in a process of growth. God sees where you are, and God is in the middle of where you're at. See, once you go through a preparation process, then God can propel you forward into what he wants to do in your life. I think probably there's two really important things that I could give you tonight that I learned in my own personal experience of a growth process that God had me in for many, many years. Probably two main qualities, you young people, especially for you, this is something that I can encourage you in. Two areas that I want to encourage you in. One, remain committed. And two, remain faithful. Those two ingredients are key to your growth success. The biggest encouragement that I can give you tonight is to remain committed and remain faithful no matter what is going on in your life or how you feel. Now, I promise you this. If you will do your part, God will do his part, TC guys. If you will do your part, I said if you will do your part, God will be faithful to do his part. I mean, for so many years here at CMC, it seemed like nothing was happening. I remember when we first began the ministry here as Tim started pastoring in 1992, this church that was handed to him um, from his mom at that time, there were around 50 people in our church. Our offering that we took up on a good Sunday was $200. A major decision was buying a projector that cost $2,000. That was a major, major decision for us. I think about how we worked so hard, how we worked night and day, doing so many things, striving and struggling, and it seemed like nothing was happening. No forward progress was being made. But what we didn't realize is that our roots were going down deep so that they could support 
the work that God was about to do. And in your own life, you have to know that this is true. See, had we given up, had we quit, we never would have arrived at the point that we were at. As a matter of fact, I remember not long after the internship was handed off to me, and this was many years ago, the numbers of the internship were really very, very low. And it was definitely a challenge for me because I had never run an internship before. I had never done anything like that before. So it was all trial and error at that time. I knew how to teach a little bit, and I really wasn't all that good at that, and I was scared half to death most of the time. But there were two ingredients that I had in my life. I had commitment, and I had faithfulness. And here's the thing. If you will provide the faithfulness, God will provide the ability. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, Commit thou to faithful people who shall be able to teach others also. Now, I want you to notice it doesn't say commit to able people who shall be faithful. No, 2 Timothy 2.2 says commit to faithful people who shall be able. In other words, you provide the faithfulness and God will give you the abilities that you need to do what you need to do. And so through that process of starting small, hitting obstacles, hitting walls, feeling discouragement, even at one time, I even considered about maybe not even continuing the internship. Tim told me it could be my call. But I just knew that God was doing something, and I had to hold on and remain faithful until I saw what it was that God was going to do. See, like David with his few sheep, David was anointed and appointed to be king, but as soon as the prophet left, Daniel had to go back to tending those few sheep. David wasn't put in a place of ruling Israel at that moment. As a matter of fact, it was many, many years before David actually stepped into the role of being king. He was anointed to be king. He was called to be king. He was appointed to be king, but he wasn't actually walking in the mantle of his kingship. That was something that God had to prepare David for. And even though he was anointed and called to greatness, he went back to those few sheep that he was watching. As a matter of fact, we all remember when David took the cheese and crackers to his brothers, what they said. With whom have you left those few sheep? As if to undercut David and say, you know, you were anointed to be king, but look at you just tending over these few sheep, how insignificant you are just tending over your few sheep. You know, just your few in your Bible study, just your few in your group, just the little service that you're providing, just that little job that you're at, just that little thing that you're doing. See, the enemy will try to taunt you. He'll try to belittle you. But I want you to notice David went back and he remained faithful. And not only did David remain faithful, he kept a good attitude while he was doing it. We see David wrote the Psalms while he was keeping the sheep. If David had had a bad attitude, we would have seen them reflected in the Psalms. But the fact is, David's heart remained faithful and committed to the promise that God spoke over him. He trusted that God would move him forward. And you may not see growth in your life, but if you'll remain committed and you'll remain faithful, 
God will see to your advancement. I can promise you that. I am a, a guy who loves cooking on the grill. I love cooking on the grill. And I've cooked quite a bit of food in my lifetime just because of the position that I've been in working with so many young people. I mean, I've had I probably thousands of times that I've poured charcoal on my grill and cooked things. And one of the things that I really like cooking is chicken. And my chicken, I don't know if you've ever had it, and I don't want to toot my own horn, but I've had a lot of people tell me that I cook pretty good chicken. And, and, I, and I enjoy uh, cooking barbecued chicken, but, you know, I, as I was thinking about this whole process of growth, it just came to my mind about cooking chicken. And I don't know why I thought of that. I just, that's just how I think. I'm a little weird that way. And anytime I can incorporate food into a message, I mean, that's always good, right? <clears throat> but there's a process to cooking chicken. You have to go out and you have to clean the old charcoal out of the grill and put new charcoal in. And you have to get your wire brush out. And you have to clean off all the grates to get the grates nice and clean. Then you have to get the fire started. Then you go in the house and you get the chicken out, whether it's chicken breast or chicken quarters, and you have to wash them all off, and you have to get your knife out, and you have to trim away the fat and get the chicken where it's just right. And then you season it, and you get it all ready. And then you have to wait a little bit longer for the charcoal on the fire to get just at the right spot, glowing white red. And then you take your chicken out, and you put it on the grill, and you begin to cook. You close the lid, and the thing about chicken is you got to stay with it. Chicken's not like, when you're cooking chicken on a grill, it's not like smoking meat. You got to stay with it. I mean, you got to check on it often. You got to turn it every now and then, you know, and you've got to stay with it. And one of the things that you can know about chicken is, is chicken cooks faster on the outside than it does on the inside. And chicken can really look like it's done and it can look like it's ready, but on the inside, the meat's not cooked. How many of y'all have ever experienced that? You know what I'm talking about. It's unedible. It's not good. And our growth is the same way. You know, you can look at things in your life. You can look on the outside and you can say, I'm ready. You can feel ready. People look at you and it seems like you're ready. You can look at your circumstances and it appears like you're ready. But see, what you can't see is what's going on on the inside. In the hidden area of the heart, where you can't see, God is preparing you. God is getting you just right, cooked tender and juicy and ready. If you take it off too soon, it's not edible. You leave it on too long, it's dry. It's not good. But chicken that goes through the right process at the right time, man, I'm telling you, it's some of the best thing that you've ever put in your mouth. And I want to encourage you tonight, God's getting you ready for the right time. And when God takes you off the grill, I can promise you, you'll be ready to be the blessing that God wants you to be. But you have to remember this. <clears throat> The chicken had to stay on the grill. You know, and if chicken were like people, I can promise you there'd be a whole lot of cooks 
that were chasing down the chicken wings and the chicken legs to get them to get back on the grill because they felt like they were ready way before it was time. I mean, that would be really funny. Get back on here. Get back. No, come back. No, you're not ready yet. Get back on here. As a matter of fact, when I'm cooking chicken, I always have five or six interns looking over my shoulders. And they're going, ooh, that looks so good. Ooh, that smells good. Is it ready yet? And I'm almost always saying, no, it's not quite ready. And I take my tongs and flip it over. And I begin to explain to them, no, here's what you're looking for when it's ready. Here's how you know that it's done. My point is, is you have to be willing to go through the process. You know, many believers spend so much of their energy on being impatient and being disappointed and being frustrated in the process that they're in. We all want change, but we don't want to go through the waiting period. There's a time that you just have to be patient. I ask young people in our internship all the time, how many of y'all are ready to go out and rock the world for Jesus? And they're like, man, I'm ready. You know, I could ask some of you TC guys tonight, man, how, have you, how many of you are ready to step into what God has for you, to go out and do what God has for you to do? And I'm sure so many of you guys would raise your hands and you'd say, yes, man, I, I want to do what God wants me to do. I, wa- I want to rock the world for Jesus. And so I'll just look at the interns and i say, all right, go. And then they'll look at me and say, well, we're, we're ready, but we're not ready. I said, well, what do you mean? He says, well, we, we got to be prepared to be sent. See, the apostle Paul, when God called him to be the apostle to the Jews and the Gentiles, when Jesus appeared to him on the road to Damascus, the Bible says that Paul didn't immediately go into the ministry that God called him into, but Paul went into Arabia. As a matter of fact, most scholars agree it was at least three years that Paul was in Arabia being prepared by God for the ministry that God had for him. The question is, will we be patient and will we wait for God to take us through the process of growth that he is taking us all through? See, the truth is, waiting is a given. You're going to have to wait. The question is, will you have a good attitude while you wait? Will you wait the right way or will you wait the wrong way? Because when you wait the wrong way, you slow the growth process and you impede your forward momentum. Proverbs 16:9 says, a man's mind plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps and makes them sure. I love this one, Psalms 31, 14, and 15. I trusted in, relied on, and was confident in you, O Lord. You are my God. My times are in your hands. We all want the finished product without going through the growth process. But without the years of developing your character, proving to God that you're faithful, Staying obedient when you don't see or have all the answers. These are the moments that prepare you and equip you for the things that God is wanting to move you into.
And the fact is, I think we often think we're ready before we are. I remember when I was growing up and I started getting the itch for driving. Man, I was ready to drive when I was real little because I grew up on a farm driving tractors and trucks and all kinds of things. I drove from a very young age. I could drive pretty much anything. And I remember going to my dad and telling him, Dad, I'm, I'm ready to start driving. And I think I was about 13 years old. And my dad looked at me and he says, you know how to, but you're not ready. And I couldn't understand that. That was such a frustrating thing for my dad to tell me. He says, you're capable, but you're not ready. You understand the brake, the gas, the steering wheel. You know how to operate all of them, but you're not ready for that level of responsibility at 13 years old. You are going to have to grow more before you're ready for that level. And you know, I think it's easy for us to see that as adults because we've come into a place of maturity in our thinking. But I guess my question for all of us tonight is this, are we mature enough spiritually that we can interpret and understand the seasons and the places that God has us in in our lives at this very moment? Will you be faithful in your singleness? Will you be committed to serve in the areas that you're serving? Will you stay faithful on the job, committed to your mate, faithful in your fathering and your mothering? See, I think for so many people, they start focusing on what they want instead of what they need. And we have to make sure that we are in sync with God and we pray this prayer. God, lead me to where I need to go, not where I necessarily want to go. I think the reason that many people often think they're ready before they are is because they're focusing on what they have in their mind, but not what God has in his mind. And boy, church, I'll tell you, in my own personal life, there are so many things and dreams that I prayed for that I thought I knew how God was going to do it. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I, I mean, there's so many things that God's laid on my heart, but I only had a piece of the puzzle. But, but I think we're all tempted to want to make certain pieces fit. And we say, oh, that'll work, that'll work. But it's not the right piece. I mean, it'll kind of fit in there, but, but we're forcing it. And in your spirit, you have to have a connection with God where you realize you're not forcing the fit. When it's God, that piece will slide right in there. As a matter of fact... Oftentimes, the piece that you're holding in your hand is the right piece. It's just not time for it to go in there yet. And so what God will do, just like any puzzle, you try to put it down, you have it turned the wrong way, you can't navigate that piece into that spot. But then all of a sudden, slowly, after a few minutes, you figure it out, wait, there's how that piece fits in there. And that's the way Lord, the Lord does us many times in our life as he's growing us. Tonight as I close, I want to encourage you. Let your mind pray and focus on what God has for you 
not necessarily what you want for you. And I can tell you this, oftentimes the things that we're believing God for or we're asking God for, they're not nearly as big as what God has for us. As a matter of fact, the scripture says, the things that I'm gonna do, they're, they're bigger than anything that you can comprehend. Your mind can't even wrap around it. God has big things. God has great things for all of us. The thing that I want to encourage us in tonight as I close is for you to trust God in the process of growth that you're in. Whether you're in junior high, high school, college, whether you're in your early 20s, whether you're in the middle phase of life, or you're more down life's way, God is in the process of growing us all. What we have to do is trust God as he's growing us in that process. We hope that you have been blessed, encouraged, and motivated by today's message. If you are interested in more messages by the pastors at CM Church, please log on to our website at www.cmchurch.com and click on our podcast link. You can also purchase series and other messages at our online store.